The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. They're a cannabis cult cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. Because every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for patron supporters, Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Philippe Malin, Jeff Brincat. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast. Thanks, Pete. Thank you. Say Welcome. hi to my lovely, lovely partner, Skew Walker. Lovely. Always Thank you, Skew. Hey, Skew. Good to see you again, Skew. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Seem a little edgy, Skew. You okay? What's the traffic like on your street there? A lot of uh, tree cutting. Yeah, I saw that. Paul Hammond's of... not going to like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. That's our boy. Your Ham boy. and eggs. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, let's let's kind of reacquaint everybody here. Philippe, you and I, we had a history back in the day. I had the flag waving, Lake Forest Caucus, uh, door knocking. They can, they can do no wrong. And then we had the school board election that was contested. Uh what was it called? We can do better. What was that thing Let, called? Let's do better. Let's do better. That's right. That's right. And then Jeff, I think you were you were running uh, for the board. Lori Fitzgerald, uh, Joanna Marshall. No, right? I've uh, I've I've never been a candidate for Lake Forest office or. Uh, You've never been. Anything. I I would say I'm an ardent observer and a, a willing what's volunteer. A, what, but, what's yeah. ardent mean? I thought I thought uh, you were sincere. part of it. Sincere, Art, you know. Okay, sincere. All right. Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Okay, very good. I went good. to public right. school, so I don't, you know. <laughs> Hold on. I went to public school. Public school. Uh, you I went to, to public. I went to public school in the south, though. So you know. Oh, the so, south. Oh. Oh yeah. I went to public school in the north. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Uh, speaking of public school, uh, Prue Beidler was a Chicago public school teacher. Uh, I wonder if she taught me back in the day. Prue, I know you're not watching, but can you let me know what school you taught at? Because I, I got a feeling you had an influence over me. All right. That being said. So, uh, Philippe, you and I, we had issues. We had words, sort of like Prue and I. We had a relationship similar to Prue and I right now. We didn't really know each other. And, you know, we heard things. And how did we you correct things? To Prue, have you? To Prue? Yeah. And yeah, I talked to her while she was berating Mary Groib at uh, oh, Gerhard's. Like I'm kind trying to get an order relationship with her. <laughs> uh, it's more like Susan uh, Gardner, Garrett. G Garrett, right, right. Susan uh, uh, Garrett. Uh, because when I said I, I, I said the word donation, and then she just kind of slithered in there. I shouldn't say slithered. She, she definitely she levitated in between proof. But I, but I digress. The reason I'm bringing it up is Philippe and I, we had, you know, we were on, you know, we were doing the Facebook warrior stuff, right? Finally, we sat down and, you know, we had a cup of coffee. We talked about things and here we are, right? Philippe, you and I, boys. That's yeah, friends. Dude. Boys I love, men. I love seeing Pete walking his big dog around downtown. That's always a, that's always a <laughs> highlight of my day for sure. But yeah, for, yeah exactly. We, all right, you know, all right. the, I've always found that you get on the campaign season and, um, you know, slights turn into uh, bigger deals than they actually should be. And, um, and uh, you know, you get back and talk to people and, and you realize that there's a lot of consensus around, you know, wanting better communities. And, um, you know, so I think that was the yeah. spirit of our, of our reconciliation, Pete. <laughs> That's right. So here, here we are, we're boys. And then I also reached out to Lori Fitzgerald and Joanna Marshall and, uh, Boy, Joanna Marshall, she can make thirty minutes disappear pretty quick. But uh, we we all uh, we all got to get to know each other uh, better. And you know, the causes that I've seen that you want to do, Philippe, is you're trying to you're trying to get things better in the way that you can influence. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I I met you in the basement, which I don't remember because I'm not good with names. You know, I play oh, yeah. ball. For, I played ball for a while. Um, I drink a lot of Diet Coke. They say that does things to you. I you were a Marine, right? Well, you, Pete, in all honesty, you never say somebody w was a Marine. Okay, you know, all right. You're all right. always all right. always Marine. No, and you're I, always. I, I, say that, I say that jokingly, but yeah, no, I was a yeah, I was a, I served as a um, infantryman and a tank commander, and was a company commander in the Marine Corps. Yeah. All right, man. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. We got thank that you. Appreciate it. Because it wasn't for guys like you, idiots like me couldn't be doing, you know, these podcasts, you know what I mean? So you guys, well, the first responders, thank you. Thank you. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm old enough. That I got a son who already pulled two tours in the Middle East in the last years. Um, you know, so, yeah, that's that's the humbling thing, right? Congrats all around. Oh, well, thanks. No, yeah, he served as an infantryman, um, pulled two tours over there. So, yeah. 
Well, you know, never forget, there's some stuff that went on there that people don't don't even know about, like, you know, Beirut and all that crap back, you know, sure. you know, people should look that stuff up because the guys I played ball with, um, they they went over there to get the money to pay for college and they come over and play football and they would say, you know, all the stuff that went down and all that stuff. So all the stuff that we're all bitching about. It's OK, guys. So, Jeff. I thought you went to school board or something with parents do better. You're a passionate guy. You want things to get better out there. What's your background? Well, listen, um, ever since I was 18, predictably, I've always tried to be involved, whether, you know, in, in you know, service to the military, um, volunteer services, uh, and a host of philanthropies, um, principally around education and veteran services. Um but also, you know, I, I served in a state capacity, ran, ran a state regulatory agency for about five years and it never really gravitated towards, uh, let's call them like local endeavors. Yeah. But as you get your roots deeper and frankly, um, you know, as your, as your load tends to shift, lighten up in some ways, refocus in others, you know, principally more than anything else, I have six kids, right? And so three boys and three girls, uh, four of them are in the Lake Forest school system right now. It's, uh, you know, it was a very short leap to take a greater and greater interest as things like COVID came about and worrying about where education policy was going to go in a local matter. So um, that's become, you know, a, a I've always been involved, you know, I'm involved in a couple educational endeavors around the world, but this is, this is something that clearly hits very, very close to home. Um, and so, you know, again, seeing seeing how things progress these last few years, I've taken a greater and greater interest. Philippe and I, our friendship goes back to 2009. He and I have worked on a number of different causes. Um, and so, you know, it kind of became a natural progression that, you know, we would, you know, we would circle up and along with the other, including Joanna Marshall um, and many others who I wouldn't mention her name, except that you mentioned Joanna's name already. Um, I threw, I threw underneath the bus. It's my fault. Go, no, 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 not at all. No, but my point is, you know, there's a there's there's a huge undercurrent of parents who, you know, predictably have taken a greater focus on what's going on in the schools for a lot for a host of reasons. And I was certainly one of those and was happy to, you know, you know, Philippe and I were able to kind of reconnect on a professional level in, in pursuing some of these causes. OK, let's get a couple of things out of the way here, guys. Uh because it's going to come out either way. And I want to be above board with, you know, with everybody that's watching and listening. Okay. Big surprise. I'm a conservative. Okay. Philippe, you're a big Republican guy. Even though you say politics don't come into play, they come into play somewhere. Jeff, I don't know your deal, but I'm guessing that you're somewhere with, with me. Scoo doesn't say anything at all. Is that still true, Scoo? I'm, I'm right dead in the middle. Right to, I disagree right with to, all you guys, and I agree right, with very, all you guys. Very good. <laughs> you know, I, and, Pete. Pete, I, I, you know, I, I generally vote Republican, but I, I'm not like a, I'm not like a tribal Republican. Uh, you know, and and um, I generally try to focus on candidates or individual or causes that 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 matter to me. You know, so so the Republican label is more of a, yeah. you know, overlaps. But it's yeah, not people like don't want to be people don't want to be called Republican anymore because. It's almost like being a, a liberal because the far far ends of the spectrums on both sides yeah. with all these stupid Facebook posts, you know, you get labeled, you know, with yeah. something. So, I mean, it's, you know, and it's just, it's not even about how it perceived, you know, I mean, I started a company 
uh, here in town. And it was a, you know, it had the mission of like turning Illinois red by 2030 or something like that. It's, 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 you know, it's Republican cause. And I love that company um, because it, I just was no longer aligned with the mission. It's, it's, I got to turn off my phone because it just bumped up, bumped me off. But yeah, you know, is it, is it Prue? <laughs> yeah, Prue's calling me. She's complaining. No, Keep going. but uh, well, I, guess anyway, what, what, I just, I just want to say, you know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's fair to call me a Republican if you want to, but that's that, that's not my that's not my driving my not my driving uh, mission. Jeff, we want to call you just so people can. Well, no, I, I I would say this. You know, I've never voted for a party in my life. I've always voted for the person. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a conservative, but I would challenge you, Pete or Scoo, to find somebody who, you know, served six years in the Marine Corps, who owns a business, and has got six kids, who's not conservative. Um, you know, um, at least at least the vast majority of issues be on the conservative side. But again, the idea that I'm, I'm a Republican versus a, a libertarian versus a Democrat, I don't you know, I, I don't think the party label applies to me because I know I, I have I have great friends who served in the Illinois General Assembly or in Washington, who are who are avowed Democrats and they're and they're great people and, and they do a great job representing their constituents. I think if you're going to label something on all of us, I mean, I would hope the label would be independent thinkers. I've pissed off as many people on this side as I have on that side. They well they, equal, they equally hate the podcast. It's one of those things. Oh, I hate those guys. But did you hear what they? I hate watching those guys, but I learned. So as long as we're in there, I think I think we're we're doing okay, and we're trying to show both sides. And any side that has objective data, they seem to be more willing to come up. If it's subjective or feelings, they don't want to come up because they don't have anything to say. I'm not pointing fingers at anybody that's watching or listening out there, but that's just the point. The other thing I want to get out of the way is. Uh, you guys are with uh, Parents Care Lake Forest Lake Bluff, right? That's right. Okay. And we're going to get into what that is. It's you two guys, and it's a third person, Francis. Uh, what's Frank's last name? McCormick. 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 Okay. Is it Francis or Frank? It's both. I call him Frank. I, yeah, but, I call him Frank. If he was here right now, I'd say, relax, Francis. But... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Okay, all right. That's Stripes, uh, Scoo. Okay. Anyway, Scoo's pretty entertained right now. Frank, he is a uh, an acquired taste like uh, myself. Uh, he's got some posts out there that people have gotten fired up about. He's not on the the. He's not with you guys now, but he is part of what you guys are about. People are going to label you guys based on the post that Frank has done in the past. And I want to get it out of the way so we can get on to the objective data, what you guys want to talk about. What's the relationship with you three? Yeah, Frank. I mean, I think that the, the parents care started. I've known Jeff, like he said before, he's known him a long time. He he wanted me to look at some data and um, I've known him for a long time. He's Jeff's always the type of guy who's like uh, always thinking about the forgotten person. <laughs> I have a lot of context of that. But so when Jeff gives you a call and says, hey, I want you to do something, you know, I was I was more than happy to do it. Um, when I started digging into the data on 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 the school district and stuff, I, I saw something of serious concern, and I asked Jeff how I could help. Jeff and I are both doing other, you know, we have other things going on professionally, and so uh, we needed a an executive director. And and um, Frank Francis, um, 
has has a interesting story. Let's put it that way. Um, he was a teacher in the in Waukegan public school system, and he uh, he ran into some problems with 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 the with 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 there, and, and he grew a dissatisfaction with with a lot of things going on in the education system. So. You know, Frank has his persona on social media, and we were aware of that. That persona is not the same persona that he brings to parents' care. You know, he's hired for and part of this parents' care mission for a specific reason um, and has a specific job and, 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 a, and a scope. And so, you know, he's a lot, you know, he has his own personal sort of voice or whatever. But when he's working with parents' care and when he's working locally here in, in this school system, it's it's around a scope. We could talk about our three pillars and 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 and, and so that, so and, it's yeah. basically the the these opinions are my own not parents care. Yeah, whatnot, yeah. Right? What okay. what you know? Yeah, Frank's personal social media page doesn't speak for parents care. Now we understand we're not naive that people are going to look at some of the things that he says and and use it to attribute to to, to parents care, but. At, and we'll get into this later, I'm sure. But at our mission is parents care is to give parents a voice and to and to and to give a voice. And that's not just people who agree with with Jeff Brincat or people who agree with uh, Philippe Milan or Frank McCormick, but everybody. And so we think Frank should have a voice, and and he's got a unique. He's the only teacher, you know, that <laughs> that we know who do, who 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 has a real insider's understanding of education. So so he uh, was, you know. He was somebody that we wanted to, to, to give him a voice and to, um, you know, within certain, certain these parameters of parents care. Did I say that right, Jeff? I mean, I, I, yeah, and, and frankly, Frank's Frank's, you know, he's a very passionate guy and, and, um, and, uh, and he cares about, he cares about students and he cares about kids and, and it's, and it's really kind of fun to work with somebody who's actually professionally dedicated themselves but to education. My point wasn't to make this about Frank. My point was that, there's stuff out there. People can't hear your message because they're caught up in in the the mire of that other stuff. And I just want to let everybody know what's out there. Make your own yeah, judgments, sure. okay? So, all right, that's done. So now, parents care. Uh, it, it started coming up. Didn't know it was you, Philippe. Didn't know it was you, Jeff. Uh, somebody sent me a link and said, "Hey, go check this these guys out." And you know, the, the messages that I get, it's like, oh, these guys are, you know, right wing this and uh, check the, I'm like, whatever. I didn't even know who it was. Then I figured out, Philippe, what the hell is he doing in that? And then, then, then Brent Cat. And then I, you know, I still don't know Frank that well. You know, I'm still waiting for that phone call. Frank, you got my number. Um, But you guys, when did this start to, to come above? Did it start with the grades from the school? Or when did you guys get all passionate about this? Philippe, Philippe do you mind if I feel that? Yeah, please. Quick? Go ahead, Jeff. As, as you can tell, Philippe went to law school and he, he's, you know, he, he flows. Uh, I do know that. that. So, um, no, you know, I, I tell you what, you know, to, to back up a little bit, the nexus of all this is really positions we take as fathers. You know, we all have children in the school system here. So while while Parents Care is an entity that was formed to pursue these in a more of a macro sense in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff, you know, where we're really coming at is as parents. You know, we're coming at as as, as citizens of our community. Um, you know, we're just three dads that have um, you know, found found time to squeeze out additional effort towards what we would hope any engaged citizenry would do for their kids. Right. So, but, but frankly, it, it kind of grew out of some of the concerns that were, that were, you know, attention was called to through, through the COVID lockdowns and education. 
and even the post-lockdown masking policies and some of the things like that. Um, and then looking at the track of the scores, but it isn't, it isn't all about the scores, but it's about, it's about what we think the scores may become, what we think the direction the school districts may go in terms of performance and student outcomes. So again, Philippe and I have been friends since 2009, um, professionally involved in, in one thing or another. And we, you know, we started this dialogue and about how do we, how do we look at these things? You know, how concerned should we be? How do we, how do we potentially address these things? Because, you know, you know, Frank, Philippe and I all have children in the school system. We're people that go to, you know, faculty meetings. We go to school board meetings. We, we try to be engaged. We try to like deal with these issues as much as possible, closest to the problems and the challenges, difficulties that confront these districts. But so, you know, in the course of looking at these things, uh, at least in my experience, I met more and more parents all the time who really didn't have a feel on what was going on with the districts. And there was a great Bloomberg uh, report that came out a couple of weeks ago, really dealing with that, that, that issue specifically about how detached parents' perceptions of how school districts are forming are from the actual empirical data. And we saw a need, I certainly don't speak for Philippe or Frank, but you know, as a group, we saw a need to say, hey, there's a there's a, a bigger story out here about how our, how our districts are performing that we need to you know take a more sincere interest at and hopefully from a collaborative point of view hopefully becoming an asset to the com larger community in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff and uh, you know also along with you know other bodies like the administration the faculty the board you know we we think anything that we can do to engage parents more is a plus we think we can what we can do to help get more of a story about how our districts are performing good bad and different. And like Philippe said, if people don't agree, we welcome that opinion. That's that's an underlying theme about what we do all the time. If you look at the pieces we just put out, you know, we take we have different positions advocating on different issues consistently. But but really, I would say, Pete, the last few months specifically um, have been all about trying to get as much information out to parents as much as possible. And and we hope we hope that itself has a positive effect. But we're, you know, we're already planning on things we're going to do at the end of this year and the data hubs we're building out because we want to be an asset to parents. We want to do everything we can to have Lake Forest, Lake Bluff schools realize the potential that they should. You know, I'd say, and I would just add to that too, 10, 15 years ago, there's there was reporters at school board meetings and there was oversight and people in gay, you know, watching over and you'd get the newspaper and if something bad news or good news came up at the school you could read about the newspaper that that's gone now there's a huge vacuum in our community in our societies now where um you know that hasn't been filled yet that's what the podcast you guys do a great job of bringing issues to light that maybe once were, were brought to the community in a different manner well you know right now in our society the only narrative that's coming out about the school districts prior to parents care was really the school district they have they have a very robust communications department and they put out. And what we were seeing was a disjunct between what the, what the scores were saying. And at least from our perspective, what the scores and the results were saying and what they were putting out, we, we hear that they're exemplary, their top 1%. That's true. We were also seeing that four out of 10 kids weren't 
proficient in math and English, which is, which is unacceptable in our opinion. And so we thought it was important for the community to, to, to hear a different narrative and not to have the only, the only narrative being put out there being the government kind of approved PR firm narrative. And so that's what we're trying to do is trying to, to, to um, fill a gap that maybe the society has left in the modern era, you know? So besides, and you can't just yell at each other on your, into your echo chambers on Facebook either. Yeah. You know, it's not good enough, you know? So we wanted to do, we want to do something more. Well, just to make a point, it's like after we did the, um, the show last week with uh, Dr. Montgomery came on, you know, did, did his thing. Oh my, I don't know about you, Scoo, but I got lit up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm for the referendum. I'm this, you know, why was I so nice? Like, what are you supposed to ask? Like, not by us, you... by the way, right? <laughs> no, no, but I, I thought you did you a good know. job. I saw the interview. I thought you did. You guys did a good sure. job. On it. People are watching. Up on? When you say you got lit up. Oh, because uh, I didn't challenge uh, Dr. Montgomery on this, this and this. And it's getting into the minutia and the weeds of things. And. The, the regular voters out there, number one, if they come out and vote, you're you're lucky, number one. Okay, so if they go out and they trek, maybe they get the early voting thing. Or Can you early vote for this uh, referendum? Yeah, yep. right? Okay. Sure. So that's going to happen when? In the next week or two? Something two like that. Before, two weeks before the election. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. just challenge why why people lit you up. Why, why is it of concern that we should have attacked Dr. Montgomery, instead of letting him explain, I, what I, I'm trying. I'm trying to explain. People are getting into the weeds of certain issues that, unless you're really paying attention to this thing, um, for instance, they're missing out. the people that say, "Hey, why didn't you ask him about this?" They don't know that something happened in 2006 that got pushed, you know, to now. Isn't that the whole so, problem, though, in this town lately? Is that uh, people aren't doing their due diligence and looking past 10 years or something and making that's the human condition my friend all Unfortunately, that history behind that pe people want to look for the negative uh narrative right. because they're they're trying to stay alive that's just how we're wired okay so it is it's hu the human condition so kind of what i'm trying to do is in a simple way look the school says they need money to fix fix up the place okay that's one side the other side is saying well You've had a budget for all this. Why isn't fixed up? Okay. And then you have the amount of money that's being spent and the, the efficiency of you have a certain amount of kids and you have administration. If it were a business, you'd have layoffs. Nobody likes to you know, hear that. So it's kind of going back and forth. So I don't mind all the same people that flamed me last week. They can say, oh, you did a great job on this because you had Philippe and Jeff on whatever that's just part of you know doing the podcast what i want is in simple terms what are the what are the issues out there what should people know about this 105 million i'm assuming i well i know because i looked at your stuff and i looked at the articles that you 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 have up there and a lot of the stuff i'm 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 impressed that there is objective data out there if you want to learn about this and you give both sides you get you give the side of for the money and against the money and people have to have to choose now what you're saying is I, i'm guessing that you want to be efficient and you want to have the good grades if you had to pick one which would it be be under budget and bad grades or be right would pick your poison i'll hang up and listen for my answer 
Jeff, you want you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. Let me let me first say, um, Skew, I think you bring up a great point um, that, you know, how how in the week, how how much are people willing to look at objective data and things like that? And that's, you know, it's kind of our process, right? These things go to an election. Um, the community voices its preference uh, in a form of um, a form of a vote. And, you know, parents care is is so much more than than this referendum. You know, people obviously you've directed, you know, there's something that happens with money and something happens with grades that accentuate people's emotions. And and that's understandable, right? Because you're talking about children, but you know, that really speaks to the whole nexus of of parents' care. Is that, you know, you know, I, I reflect on my own time in running a state agency or as a company commander in the Marine Corps. The people who need are are the most attention, the most focus, the most help, the most aid are the kind of the kids that are left behind. I mean, parents care is really just about these kids. And I don't mean the kids left behind, I mean all the kids. I mean, so, you know, the referendum is certainly a big issue right now, but I wanna stress that parents care is a lot more than this referendum. And we've been very clear that we haven't taken a position on this referendum. And Pete, thanks for mentioning, but we've submitted all sides. And because we believe, Scoo, kind of the point I think you're making is the more we can help bring information to people, then we're really going to be an asset to the community. And, and that's what we want to be. We want to be an asset to everybody. Um, you know, I, I would I would argue that if you look at the objective metrics of, of per capita spending, not only on a statewide basis among all the school districts, but if you look at our traditionally considered peer group, if you look at the administrator to student ratio, um, and then you look at the grades, again, you look at from a statewide point of view, you look at the peer group, it boils down to what are your expectations of this district? Um, but not only District 115, 65 of the Lake Bluff, uh, 67 here in Lake Forest. And and that's, again, that's the question, right? What should we expect from these districts? Should, you know, what's the grade level we should expect? Well, that should come from leadership, right? What's, what, what, is, what does success look like in Lake Forest? So the idea we can have, you know, again, guns or butter, right? The classic economic argument. Um, I, I would argue that that's probably not not that applicable. There's the the fact is the trend of the testing and the measurable student outcomes is just simply not good. You know, it's not pointing fingers at anybody, and nobody wants to storm the castle with pitch, pitchforks and torches. But these outcomes are not good. It's not because did, of spending. I'm did sorry. Did that happen? Did that happen with the uh, pandemic? Like the scores were okay, and then they took a header well it's, they... it's been a it's been a slide pete it's been a slide that dates well before the pandemic now certainly the pandemic was no help but i would even argue that you know respectfully argue to you or anybody else that it wasn't the pandemic that hurt these children it was the policies that were in place in the pandemic and even post-pandemic that did hurt these kids are we talking and, about and, are you talking about lake forest high school or district 67 well i'm, I'm talking about all of the above Honestly, you know, and and again, it's 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 a lot of it boils down to what's our expectations as as Philippe alluded to. Lake Forest High School isn't a top one percent. That's true. But it's also true that four out of 10 kids are not in the grade level with math, science or reading. Um, so, you know, we think we think and how are they graduating so many such a high, high percentage of kids? Of, of, well, that's a great that's a great point. As you know, in Chicago Public Schools, you have 16 percent, excuse me, 12 percent competency and 12th graders in math and English. 
high school graduation rates last year were 86 percent. They've never been higher. You're talking about, you know, exactly a disconnect with respect to expectations. And of course, Lori Lightfoot, that was one of her main campaign points, is that they've never had higher graduation rates in Chicago public schools. Um, you know, these things don't necessarily run, you know, in in parallel tracks. It, but but according to Illinois standard standardized test, the ISBE report card, right? Which you, you can even if you don't want to go to the ISBE site, you can look it up on in the Chicago Tribune archives. Um, those are simply what the scores are. They run well behind New Trier. They run well behind Stevenson. Um, so my so my point is really the question quickly becomes: What are our expectations for Lake Forest? You know, what do we think we should do? What 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 are the good numbers? But as bad as is is disconcerting as the scores are, I would offer to you: There's something that should concern us more. And and I would put it this way: There seems to be a level of contentment with these scores. So. You know, if if four out of 10 kids not on grade level is OK today, what's it going to be in a year or two or five years? And that's that's why we think so much attention needs to be called to these things. We don't we don't feel that we need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But certainly what's, what's the purpose of scores, though, if, if um, colleges are moving away from standardized scoring, what if what's the purpose of the scoring then and the testing? Well, I, 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 I can try to answer that one, Jeff. Let me let me sure. try to answer that because I, I, um, I, you know, I've been going to a lot of school board meetings and, and Principal Lenart, um, who's the who's the principal of Lake Forest High School. I think she did a nice presentation at the um, December school board meeting, and she said that the the IAR, the SAT score, that's what the, the test that we're talking about here, um, is is you, we, she says we don't want to teach to the test, but. She says that it is a good test and that the test that the skills that are measured in that test are very correlative to academic acumen so that it is a good indication of how people are doing on the test as an indication of whether or not they're actually understanding the grammar or the algebra or the core skills that we expect. So that that that, you know, it's not the position of, the, of Principal Lenart and the school district that the, that the test is irrelevant or and it's not just a matter of getting a score to get into get into college it's a it's a test an assessment of the ability of the students to understand the core concepts and so that's 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 why it's important and really that's more important because it's not about just getting into college if, if you know if the whole system's going down it's then you know what's the point of getting into college if you don't know algebra you know like understanding algebra is is and and the and the the, the decision making process is is really important and it's gonna it's not it's gonna help you well, in college where, it's also gonna help you in your entire life we're getting into a rabbit hole with this one because it's a much bigger issue. We're talking about differentiation. How do you know a good student from not a good student? How do you know a good teacher from not a t teacher that isn't good? Well, I just don't see how the, you know, if, if the high school is graduating 90% or plus, probably more than that, you know, what are they all failing? Do you, do you think Chicago, do you think Chicago public math? schools is doing a great job? Huh? Do you think Chicago public schools is doing a great job because they're graduating? Hey, honestly, on, to be honest, I don't give a crap. I'm more worried about Lake Forest. Right, well, if you don't give if you don't give a crap, that's fine. But like, I oh, give I a mean, crap. Well, why, why I do. I, I do give a crap. And Chicago so, so I want to make sure that the kids, my kids who are in the school system, are are are, are and their friends. I I want to make sure that they're getting a proper education and are getting that the the the, 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 the skills that they need. So I care. I do give a crap. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm just saying. Do you have kids in Chicago public school or Lake Forest? 
No, I would never send my kids to Chicago public schools. Huh? It's completely failing. And even though even though they might graduate high school, well, that's not that's not what's important to me. Scoo. Yeah, but you couldn't though, because you live here. But but two, you could two, I could live in Chicago. Chicago well, I, I think I think I the could. point is if I could move to Chicago, that, I would never do that. Yeah, I mean that's your thing. That's I think I the point, point is we 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 don't want the we don't want Lake Forest to turn into Chicago, and okay. it never will. Careful on the but, never. But I think there's a bigger point here: is about what's never the potential? Will. What's the potential we should realize at Lake Forest High School? I mean, great great leaders talk about people realizing you know people realizing their potential. And I think that's the bigger point here: is if we evaluate ourselves against our traditional rivals, the Nutrients and the Stevensons of the world, we're we're falling behind now. Does that, say we, does that say we measure ourselves against them in all things? Absolutely not. But we can look to DPM. We can look to Deer Path and say, are they doing an adequate job preparing kids for the high school? And, and we can be, you know, we can ask that question. And then Sku, I think, gave a great point. What I would say is the high school preparing for kids, preparing these kids for life beyond high school, which in the vast majority of cases, Lake Forest Absolutely. is university and they're getting to university. But, you know, university is not, that's not the end of the road. You know, we're talking about are they going to have successful university careers? They're going, to have, they're going to have successful careers afterwards, whatever their chosen field is. And I would argue that not realizing the potential is the failing of the system. Is is not is 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 not get, because because we can look at these objective measures and see the trend is running in the wrong direction, and that's in, and we're losing ground compared to our traditional rivals. Guys, so I, I, just I, would, I would disagree. I disagree with that in the sense that it's not the high school's responsibility to educate beyond high school, and it's the responsibility of the kids if they're going to college. They pick up a whole new learning on moving on from college. Then, then, then school, you, you miss. You, I'm, I'm sorry, but you misunderstood what I said. Okay, you know about preparing him for a successful university career. Giving them that, giving them that that foundation, and and about realizing the potential that and should I, be. And I'm just using a small sample. I have a uh, one of my children are was were well prepared at the high school and are absolutely killing it at college because of how they were prepared. And watching her peers at college now aren't even close to her. Are you satisfied with four out of ten not being? Well, not that's, being that's, prepared. Look, I'm, I'm, we're not saying you're not. Are you, are you satisfied with four out of ten students graduating Lake Forest High School yeah. not being prepared like your daughter is? That's well, the, when you say not being prepared um, academically, or yeah, they mentally. don't know algebra. Are you are you satisfied I, with that? I, I don't. I, I I'm sorry. I don't believe. I, I that don't. I don't know that. algebra. So that's but what, that's what the data. That, that, that's what the data says. That's okay. What, do you have a metric to show that 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 they all are, or do you have a no, quantifiable I metric? I have. I don't have metrics on anything. I have opinions on stuff, but I don't know what that okay. metric four to ten. So four to ten kids out of fourteen hundred kids don't know algebra, but they take algebra and all that. Is that what you're saying? And that's how did that? The, that's what the, that's about? what that's what Principal Lenart said on, in the December thing is that they were this most recent class was highly deficient in algebra. Now she says it's probably because a lot of them were out of out of school out of the classroom during uh when they're when they're learning algebra which would okay I so they're but then but like where's the code red we're seeing principal montgomery all over town he's at every garden club every uh realtors meeting the guy's got he's got he's everywhere he's campaigning hard for for a school bond where was he last year when there was a bunch of kids who didn't know algebra in his classroom why was he ringing the bell that's what we're saying is that we would like to see the same sort of attention on 
on algebra and academic and grammar and academic achievement as is it being paid attention to on this on this how do you know it's not being done are you in All the right, school guys, guys we're gonna do the whole show on the grades look the people are going to vote people are watching and listening there's half of the people say yeah you get them and the other half is like what the this so grades is one part of the thing what else are people wanting to know because you're getting objective data from you guys what else are they voting on Look, is it 105 million or is it going to be 50 million or is it going to be an 8% increase if it's turned down this time? Like what's going on? What's legit? What's not legit? Well, the bond is like 105 or $106 million uh, borrowed, uh, you know, with interest. That's about 180,000 or so out of the taxpayers' coffers over the next 20, out of the next 20 years, uh, principal and interest. Um, so yeah, so the voters have a choice to to support the bond and give the authority to the school board to to uh, borrow that to borrow that money or or to or to vote no. And then Principal Montgomery or Superintendent Montgomery has been you know pretty clear on what would happen if the voters vote no. If the voters vote no, he would uh, bring it. Uh, maybe school you know better, but I think I think he said he would he would bring it up in the presidential election, which is in two years for for another for another shot at it. And then he says, if they don't pass it that second time, then um, they would they would find other ways to pay for the basic core infrastructure needs that they have highlighted, like HVAC and roof and stuff like that, you know. And that that might that might come with a at the consequence of reduced uh, services. I think is kind of how he articulated on your show. If it were, yeah, if it were a business, there'd be layoffs, but nobody wants to hear about that. I'm not saying to lay off any teachers or any administration. I just know from being laid off three or four times in my life that that's what happens when the business isn't making money. And, and that's what happens when you have non-business people running running a business. Let's get to the, the other points. There's 1,400 or so kids at Lake Forest High School. And Dr. Montgomery made the uh, statement last week, and I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but Lake Forest High School is like a little liberal arts college. Do you have any issues with saying that for it for him saying that because the point that i'm bringing up is if 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 this were a business let's just say it's a restaurant let's keep it simple the restaurants that went out of business during covid were the ones that had 30 pages of menus right you you're you're master you have everything but you're a master of none mm. okay so uh, or we could get into the long tail if you only have 1400 students and you have the you don't have a lot of customers and you have this really wide menu okay how can you afford to pay for anything why i'm not saying to shut down the high school i'm not saying to sh to have layoffs but if you have a small base how can you have this wide assortment of things or can you do vouchers or something to go to another high school that has this course on a saturday or Let's talk about drivers. The driver's ed example, Philippe. What was the driver's ed example you were talking about? Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I'm not the, the school board or the superintendent, so I know those are tough decisions. But I do know, I like, I spent five minutes looking at the payrolls, and and there's, we're paying two individuals one hundred and thirty thousand base salary, you know, plus pensions and everything for a driver's ed program. You know, you right. add that up, that's. 260 plus 280 you're getting about three hundred thousand dollars just in salaries for for a program you could you could voucher out <laughs> basic pencil back of the thing math and granted i don't know i don't know what i don't know on this thing but 
it seems to me that there you can offer drivers ed by uh you know subcontracting it out and save you know a decent amount of money um so the idea that what superintendent montgomery says is that like hey if we don't get this bond we have to the only way to pay for our HVAC and our roof and our, and the basics of our building is to, um, is to cut student services, I think comes across as a little bit of a cynical sort of, uh, and a false, sort of a false dichotomy and a little bit of a cynical approach, kind of like, basically give me your, give me your, give me the bond or your kid's going to get it, you know? And, and, and I think strong, uh, financial leadership and, and creative business sense, I think there's a lot of efficiencies that could be found. Um, I suspect, I should say, I suspect there's a lot of efficiencies that could be found that don't that don't come at the at the cost of, of the students. And so, so I, you know, I would like to push back just a little bit on kind of like his sort of the, the false dichotomy is like if we don't pass this bond, then um, you know that we're gonna have to start cutting programs. Maybe he's right. I don't know. He would know. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to. Believe, I don't agree with that. I don't. That's not how it came off to me. It's. I. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't see it that way. If the referendum gets turned down, they have to do this work and yeah. they have to go back to this, um, the drawing board to figure out how to do it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. this is, this is a of, referendum that has to be done. It's, you know, we're faced with a hundred year old school that needs to get the bones updated. What did they push yeah, off in 2006 Here. guys? Does anybody know? What's that? What did they push off? Dr. Montgomery brought it the up the HVAC, last time. The, the, all the guts of the system, Pete. Yeah, because yeah. We have, they added a, a new part of the building on and didn't take into account all the old parts of the building, the guts of it. And they, you know, it was pushed down the road just because, you know, there's shelf life still left on it. This was known from the get-go. I, I get it, but people that just happen. moved here have no idea. So I know that's the problem. I, I'm trying. We're trying people. to. They just move here. Yeah. They don't do the work to find out what happened in the past. They just want to right. bitch about the present. And I, I'm trying to educate them. The, so the old yeah. building, it had life left in the stuff that was there. So they said, you know what, we're going to push it to the next. Why did it go to like now? Because that's when the the end of. Uh, Life was well, on the well, equipment. Pete, 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 that's a great question. I mean, because any of us that own homes, any of us that own businesses, any of us that are involved in a church, temple, philanthropy that has a structure, we realize, you know, there's there's key maintenance that has to be performed all the time. And even a step back a little bit, I would I would submit that, you know, this is really the manifestation of a flawed approach to maintaining these structures and a priority of the of the costs that are needed to maintain these structures. And I would I would further argue that it's a Hobson's choice to say it again. It's like guns or butter. We're going to do this. Or we're going to do this. Well, clearly, you know, the job of these elected officials we call the school board is to print. I don't think you can ever construe that one of their primary responsibilities is not adequate budgeting. So to come out, I mean, let's face it. This came out in November, basically like, hey, this is we need one hundred six million dollars or else. And I in, in my business, I kind of call that kamikaze management. And. You know, this is this is something that needs to get revamped. And Philippe and I have spent a lot of time on this to say that this, I think, reveals a shortcoming in the entire process of how we allocate our priorities from a financial point of view. It's hard for me to believe that that this became the issue that it became in the very late part of last year to say we need to do this. We need to get this on the on the ballot and we need one hundred six million dollars of by their own admission about half this money is is really for maintenance 
Well, so, I, I think you guys all understand that what happened in 2006, none of those board members or administration are there today. And that changes and turns over. So, I mean, well, if you want to blame the that? last administration in 2000, 2006. It's a marketing issue. How do we? I, I understand that, Skew. So, like, looking back, what? looking back, there's, you can't do much. But what they're not doing, and at Matt says there's discussions, but they haven't committed to actually changing the policy. So it's the stated policy of the school board right now to not pay for the building, let it go to crap, and then bond out every 15 or 20 years. That's that's the that's the stated policy. Me as a as a taxpayer says, okay, you know, you wanna, you wanna, you want this money. I'm willing to consider it. I'm not a hard no. And I've told this to Jenny's uh to um Noble, to Schumacher, Schumacher to uh, Montgomery and to uh, Zeman, who's running the campaign. I said, if you want my vote for the for the bond, tell me that you're going to change it so that in 15 years, it's not going to be a different people on the on the on the on a podcast saying, well, you can't blame you can't blame this current board. You have to blame the past board. Well, I want the current board in my, to get my vote. Yes. Well, for them to say, listen, we are going to start paying for our school. Johnny, you, you let your old bike kind of go to crap. You're asking me for a new bike. I'll buy you a new bike. Happy to buy a new bike, but you got to take care of this bike. And right now, the school board the administration is saying, give me a new bike and I'm going to let it go to crap. And I'm going to expect you to buy me a new bike in 15 to 20 years. They're not, they're not putting enough money in. It's very predictable to know that you're going to need a new roof in 25, 30 years. They need in my opinion, fiscal responsibility and budgeting would be to put a little bit of aside so that when that roof comes due, you've got money and you don't have to borrow at a high interest rate, but you're actually taking advantage of compounding interest. So Barnes, that's a, pol that's a policy differentiating thing that uh, you're saying, uh, Dr. Montgomery said about, um, you know, we need to do this or else you're saying the kind of same thing. If you want my vote, change this. Yep. So what happens? Nothing happens. It gets voted down. Then what? I just like to see him start budgeting for the building and then, and then you got my vote for sure. But I'm, but well, I'm not going to buy, I'm not just going to be an, right piggy bank, an endless piggy bank. I mean, you can't start budgeting for the building now. It's got to get done. Yeah. So, so change the policy and you got my vote, but I'm not going to vote. I'm but not how gonna, do you change the, if you change the policy, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. Moving forward. forward. I'm so talking about moving change forward. the policy and you got my vote. Well, they can't change the policy by the I'm vote. Talking, I'm talking about moving forward. I'm talking about the okay. new bike. From the process. So, yeah, so you're, you're going to vote yes, then, as as long as they look at votes over. What are we going to do in the next 20 years? Yeah, How the next 20 years. So that right. so that because right now, 50 million of this bond is going to stuff that has nothing to do with education, HVAC and roof. It's just building maintenance. That's the stuff that should be in the operation budget. Imagine if, if, if you were like, hey, we're going to do one hundred and six million dollars. We're going to redo these classrooms. And we're going to do a new weight room for the for the athletic facilities. And we're thinking about all the cool stuff we could buy if they had properly if if past boards, we can't go back and fix it. But think of all the additional stuff we could buy with this particular 106 million bond if we had paid for the for the basic predictable maintenance. And, and so we're we're paying a huge premium of interest and we're not getting. Our kids so, our not so, our, so what you're saying is our taxes should have been at least $250 more per year in the past, and they weren't. So we saved on that money. We should have paid out on it, right? 
Because if you're going to put another fifty million, I'm guessing. It's well, about I think Mag- I, I would say that you need to be more fiscally responsible with it, with how you're spending the money, you know. And that's that's the hard that's the, that's the easy thing for me to say, but the hard thing to do. And I acknowledge, but 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 I think that we're the fourth highest per spend uh, per student spend in the in the in the state of Illinois. So it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of small lot of numbers. I'll get to you, Philippe. Jeff, what, what were you trying to say? Well, I was I was just going to say, you know, I think I think a lot of this controversy is, is of the district's own making in the following way. Um, you know, a lot has been made if you look at the periodicals and the correspondence that's been sent out about how fiscally responsible the district's been and how we're in the black after many years of, of not being in the black. And it's hard to say you haven't done $52 million worth of maintenance, but we're in the black. That's like saying my business made a profit except for the expenses and interest costs. Or our home or our home budget is, is in the black, but I haven't paid the mortgage for for the last you know, 16 years. And again, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not poking fun at anybody, but you know, the fact is th- that's been a big, you know, we, we only need to look at the references by our school board president, our CFO to say that, Hey, you know, we're, we're in the black. We should all be proud of this. We've restored the, uh, to a positive operating position. And it's intellectually dishonest to say that when you know there's a $52 million maintenance need. So of course, the, of course the, 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 you know, community is saying, well, wait, it's only one or the other. You know, are we in the black? Or are we not in the black? Oh, we're, we're in the black, except so. So, yeah, I would I, I would say that this is this is largely of, of the district's own making. Yeah, but so it, it, does it, does it make sense? You sit and, you know, it just seems like everyone wants to bitch, bitch, bitch about everything and never have a solution on stuff. You know, Philippe, you're saying, you know, you 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 got my vote if you change the processes. That's I mean, what do you want them to change? And I gave you a specific example, Skew, on the on the driver's ed. I mean, that was one. Well, I mean, the you know, but I'm not a, a I'm not a, a I'm not Jennifer Hermes. Leave. I don't I don't every I don't student have that. has a choice to go out outside the school district to do it. And and again, you know, you want to hammer a driver's ed teacher because they're making you know x amount of dollars if they've been there for thirty years, twenty five years. I'm hammering anybody's. Well, teacher. you just you, you you brought out a driver's ed teacher making an x amount of dollars. It's year. just a fact. It's okay, a fact. I, I know we're paying 260 base salary for driver's ed teachers. Yeah, uh, two driver's uh, ed uh, teachers. That's a lot okay. of money. So, so if that person is, if that person's been there for 25 years, he can't or she can't make incremental increases like someone does at a corporation. No one bitches about. No, at a corporation, you get laid off. Scoo. I'm not you, talking about you become laid you off become too I'm expensive. Talking, I'm talking you about get... making money. You know, you're you're right. saying no, you shouldn't. A driver's ed teacher shouldn't be making X amount of money. What's the point of the school? Is it to is it to you know be uh, an employment agency or is it to, is it to provide high quality education at the lowest possible price? This is where you and I have a disagreement. It's okay. I respect your opinion. You know, yeah. we I respect your opinion, but I are, I say are, if you're asking for me, you know, taxpayers for a lot of money, I'm a, a lot of too. money. I, you know, sixty thousand dollars for the average family. And Jeff, you and I should go out for a beer sometime. You know what I mean? Listen, I, just, I'm, I, I love beer. You know, so I'm in. You know, I, I just, listen, the only the only question I'm just like everyone bitches about stuff and no one has solutions on it. Just well, gave you one. I would Scoo, I would argue to you respectfully. What do you want? Maybe you're just not listening. No, no. Here's the thing. I would I would argue that that's what Parents Cares is all about, and why we haven't talked about our three pillars that are behind the organization. It's about providing these these foundational arguments to, to the population, so people can actually see what's going on and not have a singular narrative about like. 
well, yeah, we're 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 running profit. We're in the black again. Oh, but there's fifty. Look, look again. They, 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 we don't speak to anybody's. Mo- at least I don't think we speak to anybody's motivations. But at the same time, there is there is a lot of information that needs to get out to the community so they can make these informed decisions. And frankly, this is how the system is supposed to work. These things come up. They come up for a vote. But but I would argue, as somebody who's run a state agency for five years under Republican and a Democratic governor. You know, it's it's important to remember that this is this is not the school district's money. It's the public's money. It's the taxpayers' money. If you look at even under Illinois law, how appropriations are done and spending authorities are granted, the fact is it takes all that into account. It takes the seriousness with which people as public servants exercise those those fiscal decisions. And that's why things like FOIA exist. That's why things like the Open Meetings Act exist, because that's the seriousness with each with with even in Illinois that we say this is how people have to regard these requests of the community, which you're included. I mean, taxpayers, you know, citizens, parents and things like that. But this is how the system's supposed to work. People have the ability to go, wait a minute. I don't like the idea that a professional video company has been contracted to produce I don't know how many videos in support of this political campaign being backed by the district. They can say, hey, that's money taken out of the classroom. I don't like it. I don't like the idea that money's being taken out of the classroom when on one side we're saying we can't support these things, but we've produced how many professionally done videos to send out. You know, that's, and again, I'm not saying anybody should be on one side of the issue or the other. However, it's a legitimate question to question how these, these spends are supposed to be coming because it is, it's the public's money. It's so what, so it's not, what is the role private, of it isn't private information. It isn't private money. So I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear your question. No, I'm 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 just curious because when you guys first came out with Parents Care, no idea who you guys were on were a part of it. And I read some stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that sounds good and makes sense. And then the guy that's the controversy comes out as the person running it, and it just kind of for me tune it out i mean sure. and and it seems like in my opinion um all the good you guys are trying to do it's just kind of it's perceived differently because well, so i think we're focused yeah. on on what is being said not who you know i think it's i think yeah. a lot of people jump to the who yeah and it, you know that's what we're, we're fact-based and we're trying to focus on the data and we're trying well, to we're but the data a- kind of loses it i'm just speaking for myself that your data, which I initially thought was good and interesting and all that, kind of tuned me out when I found out who's like the face of it. Hey, that's like, hey, look, you and that's um, kind of like you know, I'm not speaking for the community, but that's kind of what I've heard. You know, no, from listen, for, for sure, there's there's baggage that comes along with that, yeah. right? And and we would be less than honest with you if we didn't acknowledge that. But you know, that's you know, the the role of a disruptor can come in a lot of different ways. It can become, it come in the form of policy. It can come in the form of the way you deliver the message. Right. Um, it can become an actual form of the person. I mean, but let, let me say this as a matter of policy. I guess, I guess my title is chairman. I don't really know. I, I mean, in fact, I've always looked at the three of us as just part-time dads trying to pitch in and help the community. Um, but as the oldest guy, um, I will tell you that we regard nobody as an adversary. I mean, we're, we're here strictly for these kids. And if you said to me, what's the, well, it's, it's easy. We here, we, we want to try to help have the best student outcome 
for these kids across Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. And why, like, for the same reason you said about, you don't, I'm not putting words in your mouth about not caring about Chicago public schools. Hey, I, I think it's a tragedy, but you're right. My, I'm, my kids are in the 67 and they're in 115 and, and a whole bunch of my friends have kids up in 65. And those are the ones that we want to advocate and fight for. It's, and it's funny, like here we are, we're talking about bonds. We're talking about scores. We're talking about these things. You know, we're really here for these kids. This is, I mean, this is the whole reason any of this exists. You know, we drive by that big building on 43, Waukegan Road. It's only there for these kids. It's, but these things develop lives of their own. You know, we, we talk about, you know, reactions to FOIA policies or the mental health stuff that just went out recently. This is all ancillary to what we're supposed to be doing as, as right. citizens, parents you, for these you guys, kids. I, I hope understand that being, you know, I don't like the idea of like being a disruptor because I don't like disruptors. I think that's, you know, but that's your choice and all that. But, you know, a lot of this stuff, these teachers love, work I their asses disruptors. off and teach your kids, my kids, and bust their humps doing all that. And to get, you know, see this negative feedback all the time, you know, it. it we, cool. There's no negative feedback about teachers. It's how, how you interpret it. No, my school well, board meeting, I'm sure you saw where I spoke at the school board meeting where I called for raises for teachers. I'm sure you saw that. No, I didn't, I was very, I didn't watch the school board meeting, but that's well, great I was, Well, listen, I encourage you to do it. But, a lot but of you'll, them you'll, you'll see that I was vehement in, cost, in calling for that and through a certain efficiencies in the school board administration to do that. Listen, there's no we, – we view ourselves as an ally of what goes on in a classroom. And that's why we've, we've positioned the things that we, but no, I couldn't agree with you more. I absolutely could not agree with you more. Are you guys local? Or are you national? That was a question that was asked of me. You're, uh, and are you trying oh. to be profit or non-profit? You need to come over and sit on our dirty plastic chairs. We hauled out of our garage and you'll see the answer to that. Well, there's a difference between 501c3 and, and an LLC, right? Why'd you pick the uh, LLC? Fleet, do you want to feel that? Or you want me to do it? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a pain in the ass to file for a uh, nonprofit exemption, and, and you have to get accountants it's, it's, involved. It's, it's and, and we don't have any. We don't have any revenue or anything. So, um, so you guys are business. You guys are business people. Well, so we're not taking any donations. We don't take any donations. There's no. There's no revenue for that. For that, we just needed to create an entity. So that's we created an entity. The only reason. The only reason you really file for a five hundred one c three in Illinois is that you want to make the do donations to your cause tax deductible for the people who are donating. We're not taking any outside money. We've been very public in that. We've sent a number of pieces of correspondence to thank people. Um, hey, we appreciate the offers. But so you're never going to take money? Well, here's the thing. You're saying never. I, I can tell you. I right know, now. I know. But no, but, well, listen, you can go the on. The person driving in the car right now, that's what he's yelling at the windshield. Well, you, you, can, you can look at our Facebook page. You can look at our website. And you'll see we don't have a donate button. And we've and we've publicly said we're not accepting outside money because this That's is three hard dads who are trying I mean, if we did to do if we first. took donations, we would become a 501c3 and, and, and do that. We're if, not if, we're, if we're trust me, like that, not in this for the money, putting a lot of you know, putting a lot of time and effort You into should this be thing. a podcaster then. <laughs> yeah. So right. All right, so it's not national. You're not going to be national. It just is local, hyper local, or never say never, well, Jeff. Listen, in a sense that we've had, you know, people reach out to us. Help? Would you tell us what you're doing? And we were related to people. We certainly had congenial conversations with people who are doing, you know, similar things or trying to do similar things, um, because we think the skill set's fairly unique. You know, um, 
you know, business, business backgrounds, political, you know, strategic backgrounds and actual teaching backgrounds coming together. But we came together as fathers. That's that's the that's what we do. But but Pete, you have an open invitation. You can come by anytime. Give us give us a little advance notice because we all got straight jobs. We need to be there when um, you know stuff <laughs> you, like you that. Poor suckers. So yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I think what it boils down to is that public bodies work better with an engaged citizenry. You know, if there's no newspapers and there's nobody looking, then then it's not bad people. But but a public body it doesn't have oversight or a school board doesn't have oversight, doesn't work as well as a public body or a school board or any sort of entity that, that has oversight. And so we're, if you look at like a business, you've got, the, you've got the management, that's like the superintendent and his team. Then you've got the board of directors, that's like Jenny Zinzer and the school board. And then you got shareholders and we're all shareholders of this, these school districts in Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. And, and shareholders are, have different opinions. You know, Scoo and I have different opinions on it, which is great. Which is great. We should be talking about it. It's it America. It, it shouldn't be bad that that the citizenry is engaged and talking about their public bodies. These discussions, we have disagreements, Scoo. I don't hold it against you. I think it's great that you're willing to host a freaking podcast and, and help give people in the community a voice. I think that's great. And so that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to give parents, whether they agree with us or not, a voice and information and engagement in their local school body. We, I told Matt Montgomery, I was like, don't see us as an adversary. See us as a partner because your success is our success. You know, we want him to succeed. We want his administration to succeed. We want the teachers to succeed. We're not here to take their jobs. We're not here to, to for a political campaign. The, the, this, the bond referendum is not why we exist. We are here to try to help help the school district get better and to have a more engaged citizenry and that that that's our mission and we thank you guys you know i thank you for what you guys are doing the podcast i love the podcast and and i hope that you maybe skew and people listening can see us as not as not as somebody who's who's to be uh you know an enemy but somebody to be engaged you know that's that's no, that's I, a better I way to see do that it. it's just how it's um you know presented out to the public i mean i'm being up front and honest with you I thought it was good stuff, and then I saw who was the face well, of it. That's that's. I invite you to to write if you like. If you write an essay or shoot a video, we'll pu we'll publish your video um, on there, and you can you can make a case for the school bond. We we're looking for people to make the case for the school bond, and uh, we'll we'll publish it and put it out to our list, and and uh, give you give you a voice if if you like. You're, I, you're, my only case for the school bond is it needs to be done, and what's the other solution? There isn't. Whatever so, you want. You know, it is what it is. Is that the video? If yeah. Should we clip no, it? It's not a video, Pete. <laughs> Can I didn't that authorize me, you to do it, but you probably would. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's yeah. stuff that has to be done, and it's you know. I think it's a valid opinion. You know, everyone has their warts and all that, but everyone has a lot of good stuff too. And I just, you know, people need to focus on the well, overall good of stuff as opposed to, you know, pinpointing well, all the bad. That no, we we published positive when District sixty seven wanted to. Uh, revamp their their um english and grammar curricula we published and put out there and congratulated the uh the, the director of curriculum and said thank you very much for your leadership on this thing you know when when so we're we're not just here for negative that's a that's that's true. if you look at what we put out we're, we're we we try to call it straight as best we can it, anyways straight it's shoot. a it's a it's a muddled thing because people don't really care till the election comes 
And then when they start to care, that's when people start to market it. And what we're talking about is, you know, going forward, there has to be a way where it's not that big of a surprise that, oh, my God, all at all at once, there has to be a, a better process on it. So I, I get it. It's We're making sausage here. So for all the people who are pissed at me last week, you're throwing confetti at me this week. That's great. Guys, how do how do we do? And everybody get their say, every, you know, out of the system. Yeah. We didn't uh we should have thrown something at the school board because they play a, a you know big role in this because I helped put put these people in and now I'm kind of seeing what they're doing. That's a whole nother ball game and another show. But school, how do you feel? Say, I, think? I have to say every school board member that I've asked to have a sit down as I'm trying to better understand what's going on has, has, has said yes. And we've had productive conversations. Like I ran a campaign against Marcus Schaubacher, Marcus and I sat down, had a really nice conversation. I was really impressed by how he performed at the December school board meeting that I was at. And I wanted to get to know him better. And, and we had a great, great conversation. And, and uh, we see okay. eye on some things and don't on other things. And, and John Noble has been very, uh, open and responsive to us and and um you know so this so so um, that's a listen, strong not, point we should have talked about that at the beginning yeah we're but not i was talking about francis we're not hostile <laughs> we're not we're not trying, trying to, to do their best we're not trying to run a campaign against the school board or right, anything like that. We're, we want them to we want them to, to to know that boys uh good good uh debate i don't know if it's a debate but it it's just like at a bar this is exactly what happens at a bar just a lot more popcorn being spit out. <laughs> Jeff Philippe, thank you so much. Parents Thanks. care. Lake Forest, Lake Forest. Thanks, guys. Thanks, the Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Their cannabis cultivation. Cultivation Center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find smog batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. So every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for our patron supporters, Reverend Luke Beck from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.